Everybody, it's Greg Schulte, radio voice of your Arizona Diamondbacks, and also the inspiration for the voice of Beth Moens over on ESPN. That talentless fuckstick stole everything from me. It's time for the <laughs> Tuffy Rhodes podcast. Try not to puke it out, boys. Schulte out! Isn't that true? That is true. They are the same person, I think. Exactly. Male-female versions. The pangender twosome. Why do do they do that? Just be yourself. And I can't imagine you would do that at home. Ever. Honey, I'm hungry, and this fish isn't salty enough. I'm going to have to ask you, go ahead, grab the salt shaker and drag it on over to me, because I need to apply salt to my fish. Well, that's the one thing that Lynn Casper and Jim Deshays don't do. No. Have mates at home? <laughs> no, no. Oh. They don't talk like the, the normal yeah. radio guy. No. They're whispering to us. They're the boring people that sit behind you at a baseball game. And Yeah, that's the truth. All right. What's up, guys? It's the Tuffy Roads Podcast, episode 53, winding down the season here. Uh, John what, what Holmberg was Deshays, over there. Sorry. What was Deshays' joke the other day when... Uh, Oh, when uh, uh, who was the catcher that gunned down Hamilton at third base? It might, it, I think it was Contreras. Okay. I don't know if Caratini was catching. I must have missed this. I and, thought you oh, didn't watch it. I, I didn't watch a ton, but I watched. Uh, I, well, I don't. But there you was watched a, the away. Part there was the a goof broadcast on uh, on uh, Directv to where the some of the games were just one. Really, and so I caught okay. I caught two or three uh, Casper Deshays games, and then uh, so Hamilton steals second, and then tries to steal third, and I'm pretty sure it was Contreras that got him. And Deshays had this lined up. He's been waiting for days. <laughs> and uh, for somebody to he's throw He's in his hotel room yeah, at night. He writing. wrote it. He wrote it. And he's waiting for Billy Hamilton to get thrown out. And then with a chuckle in his voice, <laughs> right before he says it, he goes, you can call him. Uh, um, who's the guy who shot Alexander Hamilton? Um, Aaron Burr. He goes, you can call Burr, him Aaron yeah. Burr because he just gunned down Hamilton. Mm. And I'm like, and you can just hear everybody just go, ugh. And he goes, oh, I've been waiting for that for so long. I know, because you have to throw out Billy Hamilton. You have to throw out <laughs> Billy Hamilton. It's nearly impossible. He's like 43 for 45. I don't think he's that. Nobody's done it. And he's uh, just dying for it. And he's just dying. And the two of them are like, we're so clever. <laughs> well, hey, Jim Deshaies getting praise uh, from everybody from in what? baseball. You, you didn't hear about this? No. He predicted the Chris Bryant home run last night. Oh, did he? Well, there you go. Yeah. And it, there's a big, it, there's video all over the place. It's on national news about how that. great he is for. Predicting it, which is garbage because I've seen it plenty of times. How often does that happen? It's like, I know. Well, we could use a homer right here, and then it happens. Oh, my God, you just knew. Well, it was, he was doing it with a lot of conviction. He's like, it's going to happen right here, folks, you know, blah, blah, blah. There he kept go. going on about it, so and it did happen. Well, there you go. And then he dropped the mic at the end. Well, that's, you know, that's a cool moment for him and good for him because at least there's some life coming out of the booth. I can't watch. It's so boring. It's so boring. But you know what? Again, I watch a lot of baseball of other teams' broadcasts. There isn't a whole lot out there. Not a lot of excitement from any of them. They're very sabermetric now. Everybody's into the stats and the velo and the launch angles and all the nonsense. I want stories. I want a drunk telling stories. That's what I grew up liking, and that's what's missing today. Yeah, be a little goofy. Yeah, have you know, fun. Have, the game is fun. It's not a math equation, and it seems like every booth wants to teach you math instead of just say, hey, it's great to be at the ballpark having some beers and hots. I mean, Harry was a party. You would love to have Harry sitting with you talking nonsense. And if you knew the game the way you knew it, but still, you know, holy cow, look at the fun bags in that whore. Why do you think that per- permeates throughout the league? I don't know. 
because it even it it happened with the Cubs where Theo and Jed. I mean, you get these organizations that are very saber metrics and all that. But does that really mean your announcers have to be? I don't understand well, why that correlates. Why that has to be that? Way. I think the Cubs are kind of a bad example because they're going to do great no matter who's in the booth. You might not like them, but people are going to watch. The but Cubs. the organization had a lot of say in in sure. Lane Casper. I mean, they're the ones that chose Lane Casper and Jim Deshays to be the team. I don't know, and they're very saber metrics. But I think that that's because they're just they're teaching a very baseball savvy group more baseball. Nerds know how to have fun. I know. That's what Theo I think. hangs with Eddie Vedder. I mean, he's he's I, partying and I drinking. I don't get and, how you don't have like cities like Milwaukee and Pittsburgh. Where I mean, Bob Euchre is the the you know the the light on the top of the mountain, and they still went with kind of a sabermetrics booth for their TV. Everything's gone that way, and maybe there is research to say it's. I don't think baseball fans want that. I think you know you want some of it. You want yeah. somebody to tell it to. I'll you. I'll give you like that's fine. All right, so you want to throw a Len Casper in there yeah. that is like that. At least have a goofy ass color commentator. Play around with something. I, uh, that's why I like Hughes and uh, Coomer, and I think they're yeah. fun. I think they're actually, you know, and they're they're homers. It's a, it's completely Cubs baseball, but there's some personality there. It just seems like that's lacking, and it's lacking in all in Pittsburgh's. Got a. If we could have had like Dan Plesac or somebody like he's that, fun. And yeah, John Crooks now over doing the the Phillies, Phillies broadcast. Games. That's Crook great. Does a good job, and uh, you know I think FP Santangelo is really good with the Nationals. I think they're fun. I know you went on about him throughout this. He's good. I mean, well, you know why? You and he, FP were butt buddies. I mean, we might have been very excited. Hey, look, he's a good looking man, <laughs> in great shape, but he does he tells stories and broadcasts the game. And, right, you know, and that's missing. You know, he had Jason Worth up in the booth that night that they had the Jason Worth night, and they were telling stories about how things are different and very interesting. They don't, they don't all have to be, you know, we all got drunk and went crazy. Stories about like we were in the line. Remember, we used to do this too. We used to bitch about the guys that, you know, the young kids, and he did these great, insightful stories of how the players used to interact. And that's what we want as fans. We're we're not allowed in there, but I think now the players in the last fifteen years since the Dusty Baker incident are basically saying, you in the booth are not going to know what goes on in this room. And it's almost an unwritten rule that the players coming out of that aren't going to spill the beans on how a locker room works or they'll uh, get shunned. I don't, you don't I mean, hear yeah, a whole you lot got of the that. A-Rod thing earlier in the year that it went down. Little and, bits, but I'm, I'm not I mean, saying they'll be allowed. I'm saying that he's not going to spill the beans on the, the fourth wall is not coming down. There's like a brotherhood that says there's a sacred thing about the way we talk to each other in that locker room that will never be exposed. And I think it used to be all the time when guys are like, oh, man, that happened all the time. The open book is done. So you get guys like, you know, who are kind of funny, Mark What's-His-Name down in San Diego and a couple other guys are. I don't know. You, but with social media and everything, I mean, you got video streaming out of locker rooms. Well, I'm not talking and... about like that. I'm talking about like the, you know, the plane ride conversations and like the, the interaction between We know players. everything going on in the plane ride. Look at the Anthony Rizzo thing. He's wearing his uniform on there. They but made a who big did deal it? About it was a goof because somebody put it on social media. And I'm talking about like the announcers are not going to go out of their way to spill the beans on how this thing operates. And it just, there's no like fun stories like, oh, Mark Grace would have, think of all the things you have with Mark Grace, the stories that he's told us off the air. Sure. That would be amazing during a broadcast. It'll never happen because it, it puts some guys in lights that are like less than favorable or, you know. Well, now the Cubs are going to have their own network. Yeah. And here, here's where you get have a little problem. All right. Because, uh, Harry Carey basically worked for WGN, which was associated with the Cubs. Right. But you're not actually owned by the Chicago right. Cubs. Oh, so and you, your employees are So now. you can get now, so like the Yes Network, they're employees of the Yankees. Yeah. And so the 
And Chicago's going to have the same situation with their own network. They're employees of the Cubs. Yeah, I think well, Len and Jim are employees of the Cubs anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, that's Which kinda... I don't know how, how that happened all of a sudden. Like, all of a sudden, now they're employees that's of the Cubs. It's a control issue. I mean, you, you, they completely control every aspect of the broadcast now. And there's nobody like... When the Ricketts bought that, did they... I think it was I don't before know how that. that happened. I think it probably started way before that. Because, yeah. well, I mean, once the network started to switch and move. I don't think... I mean, it was probably even with Harry Carey, WGN had some sort of a an agreement that if the Cubs didn't want him anymore, that they could work something out. But, you know, he got paid by WGN. Right. The you, Tribune you had company the, owned both. Maybe it's always been that way, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know. I kind of thought it was a little bit separate, like the, with the whole uh, Bush thing with Harry Carey, you know, because yeah. he was the owner of the Cardinals. Uh, yeah, there's that. I don't know, but back in the day. But I know the tri- when Tribune owned WGN and the Cubs and everything else, it was all big umbrella. And his checks probably had WGN on them, but it's technically a Cubs. I, I know. know. It just seems like you need a little separation there. Uh, yeah. I, if, I, if you want to have an objective, uh, obviously you want somebody that's a Cubs fan in there. Yeah. But look at the, the with the Steve Stone situation where he all you do is you criticize a little bit and Dusty Baker gets pissed right. off and then you end up getting fired. But it was basically that's kind of what I was getting at. When Steve Stone did that, he was kind of abandoning the brotherhood by saying this can't happen anymore. And he, Who else did it? It was uh, Eckersley did yeah. it. Remember Eckersley when he did it? Yep. And then David Price got all pissed off about that? And they start getting mad. So then they don't give access to the broadcasters. And then the team's like, well, if the team doesn't want you, we don't want you. And you have to move those guys. It's it's, it's hot pl- garbage is the, what yeah, it is. It really, well, it doesn't help <laughs> the fans. The fans get punished. If a good guy is saying something and the players don't like it, the players are in charge of this now. And that, I think, started with the Dusty Baker problem back with, mm-hmm. you know, Steve Stone when that turned into, hey, you say what I tell you to say or else, and the or else paid out where the team's like, Dusty wins. It shouldn't gone. be that way. It should never be that way. No, that's ridiculous. We kind of got off on a tangent there. But but there's a tangent to be had. That's yeah, why. No, I, I like talking about yeah. that kind of stuff. It's interesting yeah. and and uh, we definitely could use some new broadcasters. But, Both. you know, you can't deny it. Apparently, people are falling in love with Len and Jim. I don't know if it's because the team is good, maybe. That's why. Or I, I almost feel like we're outliers in this situation. I, I, I asked my friend in Chicago, and he said, everybody talks about them being boring, but the Cubs are great. And so so they, it's talked about so they don't care. They I'm, just accept the fact that that's the broadcast team, and and they know their shit. There's no doubt the guys are Have you are seen the things savvy. they're doing on the broadcast now where the, you get to the player of the game or the uh, fan of the game and they uh-uh. get to go up and uh, meet Jim and, and uh, Len in the Yuck. booth and take pictures with Why them? Why punish the fan of the I game? I know, I know. And they always interview the, the fan about how much he loves Len and Jim. I don't know if they're like, they're like forcing it down our throats now. Well, I know they know that there's some sort of fan backlash because Doug Glanville now gets to do like five innings of just chatter on yeah. the field. I'm like, wow, Doug's got a lot of importance all of a sudden. And I they, don't mind Doug. I, like I think Doug. he's great. And the girl that they have on uh, the Channel 7 stuff, mm-hmm. she's fine too. Yeah, we keep. Kick uh, Jim out of the booth, throw Doug Oof. in there. He'd be even better. Anybody. <laughs> All right, let's get into this yeah. thing. Uh, sorry we weren't on the air yesterday. Vegas got me. We got our ass kicked there. It'll so happen. Long. But uh, we're back here on a Tuesday. Uh, the Cubs are 5-3 and three since our last show. They uh, they won the Brewer, or lost the Brewer series, beat the Nats in that one game, that weird game, the fiasco where Rizzo dressed up in his uni right. just for, to have some fun, got right. on the flight, didn't take his clothes. <laughs> uh, they took 2-3 or three from the Reds. And now uh, one up on the D-backs in that series. Um, it's been talked about a lot. 30 games in 30 days. Rain out, screwed the Cubs Big here time. at the end of the year. Um, the team, I, 
I was I was happy that they they weren't bitching about it too much. I mean, Madden said some stuff about it where, you know, it's ridiculous and it shouldn't happen. But right. I like the fact that Rizzo made it kind of a lighthearted thing, saying, "Hey, I'm always ready to play. Yeah, just keep my uniform on. Yeah. and just show me where the game is." And I heard him in some interviews, and you know, it, he wasn't going on "Woe is me" and all this stuff. Right. He was saying, you know, we're professionals. We have to. This is what we have to deal with. Even though. Like, they have a deal, like the collective bargaining agreement says that you're not supposed to play that many games in a row. Right. But then MLB just said, well, you got to do it. Well, and the, It's a well, tough situation on all sides because what are you going to do? You get so many rainouts. They had more rainouts than anybody else. you got to play playoff, the games. The playoff hunt, too. I mean, these right. games are important. Your you're game-and-a-half leads are not uncommon between the Brewers and the Cubs right now, and it, it makes a huge difference. So they have to play them, and the 30 days and 30 games, it just sucks that it's September. I mean, the worst part and is it's they, our could, team. Yeah, they could not make those games up in August. They couldn't – just scheduling. They had, And then the Washington thing happened so late, they had to bounce that one in a full week. So, I mean, that's on Joe Madden at this point to manage the players properly. And I think he did a good job in that Nationals thing. He didn't even take the bullpen. He took, he took like six guys total from the – didn't take the, the, all the starters. He took like four guys, and he had, a, he had a rotation like, look, if we get trounced because our bullpen is unavailable, we'll, this is what I'm bringing. And there's guys who aren't even going to make the flight. And then, you know, you got to bring your, your 14 guys that play. So Madden has to manage this properly. It's to nobody's fault, and it's just the road you've been faced with. I mean, if you want to look at it from a, a different perspective, they had a lot more days off they expected earlier in the year. Sure. So, you know, I mean, if there's 14 different games that they got delayed or I know you're out, sitting around waiting for rainouts and right. stuff, but you're, not, still, you're not playing. You're resting. So. You're at work, but you can't do anything. So, I mean – it's balanced. Everybody plays 162 games. Is it rough to do 30 in a row? Yeah, but there are other teams who had a full stretch in July where they were bouncing all over and probably played 20. Well, some of the explanations days. that I've I've heard listening to a bunch of Chicago talk radio and all that stuff is that um, when you're playing those games, you're playing against teams that have had the days off. Right. So you're you know you're deep into your 20 games in a row, and then you're playing a team that's had their normal days off, so they're yeah. fresher. Other but than pitching, you got to fight through it, man. Yeah, you got to fight through it. Other than pitching, I almost prefer if I was playing to be out there every day. If you're playing well, if you're not, and, and we're Joe, seeing that, I can't really. Of move any it. manager, Joe mixes people in constantly. Yeah. So you've had that all year. Yeah. So they 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 should be fresh enough to deal with this. Yeah, and there's the burn factor on they're they're deep enough that they should deal with this. The Cubs are not a team. I mean, Rizzo, I can see Bryant hasn't played most of the year. This isn't affecting him right, at all. Exactly. I want him all the time. He needs at bats. Um, Contreras is getting good rest. Uh Caratini's done a nice yeah, job. Yeah, for for a lot of different reasons. Yeah, well, there's a ton of that, but I mean, that's that's uh, Caratini's done a nice job backing up him and Rizzo. He's done a really good job. Yeah, he's starting spot. to hit a little bit, which so, helps. So, yeah, yeah, and he's getting some pop on the bat. So, yeah, it's up to Joe to manage this thing. It's not a surprise. It was only two days off anyway, and they had to make up games on those two days. So you know, well, and if you want to win, you got to win ugly, and you got to go climb the mountain, and that's what they. And got there you go. And if you can win the World Series after battling through all this, it'll be worthwhile. It'll be right? huge. Yeah. I mean, if you can even just show up in the playoffs, they're they're gassed right now. There's no doubt. But then the playoffs will start. They get like two or three days off before they even play. So yeah. look might, forward to it. Make the playoffs. Win your division, so you don't have to do a one-game play. Exactly. You know, get get. Make sure you win the division. Get a uh, half a week off. I'm pretty proud of them for. I mean, they took two or three from the Reds there, and they played terrible, but they got it done. Yep. And it doesn't matter at this point. Listen, I, I want them to play well, and I want them to you know do do everything they need to do to get in the playoffs. But if they get if it's an ugly win, so be it. Hey, look at the game last counts. night. Last night was a great game. They, yeah. Hendricks pitched great. 
The Their bats came alive. Staff has been amazing. You got to give the starting staff a lot of credit. They have Other really than the Jaime Garcia start, I think we've had quality starts all through September. Yeah. Lester Quintana, Hendrick. This everybody. is what we were talking about, yep. John, all year on this podcast. You got to get everybody lined up. And Quintana had a gem. Can we keep it going yeah, and, the, and that's through the, the end of the year and through the playoffs? It can't start to peter out. Hamels, Quintana, uh, last night Hendricks was outstanding. And I mean, outstanding. That was Hendricks' best pitching all performance year. all year. I agree completely. And also, it was when it looked like the team wasn't going to hit again. They start going into the sixth inning, and there's like, Jesus, nothing is happening on both sides. And Corbin had done a good job of shutting the dime, or the uh, Cubs down. And then all of a sudden, it kind of breaks free. You see which team's going to bend. And <laughs> it happened to the Cubs when they were doing all those one-run games earlier in August. They got a one five-run inning, and it's like, okay, monkey's off our back, and they started scoring again. So. I tell you what, I was so happy when Javi hit that home run. Huge. Because Berthium was getting, and Brenly were both getting all over him for his strikeouts. Yeah. And talking about it, we could just throw him another slider down, and he'll swing yeah. it. And the, the first at bat, he, he struck out. But then to get him for that bomb Crushed was it. great. Because yeah. after that, Berthium and Brenly kind of— They backed off. Yeah. Well, they know he's a free <laughs> swinger, and I think they're kind of rooting for and him. And oh, they else. were writing yeah. him about it. And then when he crushed that ball, it yeah. was like, yep, he's a free swinger, but you leave one on the plate for him. Don't make a mistake. And yeah. even some mistakes— uh, he'll miss, but he'll he'll crush one of your bad pitches every once in a while because yeah. he's a free swinger and he swings, he lights out. Chris Bryant's bat is the key to the end of the season. And when you saw that last night when Bryant got on and you know finally launched one, finally got rid of one, uh, you're like, if he can get hot and just be good for the last couple weeks, the rest of the lineup won't have that much pressure. Right now, it just seems like when they're not hitting, everybody's swinging at everything. Chris Bryant needs to be the the energy that's infused in his lineup. He's yeah. got he's got and he he can't be tired. It's a three-headed monster yeah. with your superstars. Yep. Rizzo, Bryant, Bias. And at any given those time, the guys. They can, two of those guys can, can be in slumps. All three of them can. You can have a moment where Rizzo's struggling sure. and Bias is struggling. But if Bryant's struggling, if all three of them are down, that lineup goes as they go. And this team goes as Chris Bryant goes. If Chris Bryant is off, they're off. Because he is the catalyst well, and we the got, energy. We got a little lucky when he was hurt that, you know, yeah, Baez pretty much helped carry the team. And Rizzo finally came alive when Bryant was out. And so. Bode did a nice yeah, job. Yeah, he did of, a decent uh, job. He's kind of turning back into a pumpkin. Yeah, but, but he's not playing every day. No. You know, so, I mean, it's a, he's now the guy off the bench. And that's I love having him as a defensive replacement and anything else. So, there's Chris Bryant is going to be the catalyst for whether or not this team does anything. All right, let's get into the uh, Wilson-Contreras situation. Yeah. Uh, Contreras hit a double. And walked out of the box on Sunday. Um, he thought he had a homer. He ended up barely making it to second. This is a game that the Cubs lost to the Reds, two to one. Uh, Madden, I give Madden a lot of credit. He went off on Contreras after the uh, the game. He yep. said it was horrible. I didn't like that at all. Not at all. And that will be addressed. The whole team didn't like that. So that's a great statement. That's what I want to hear out of Joe Madden because Joe Madden's big on backing his players right. and you know letting them have fun and all that stuff. But that was definitely over the line. You cannot stare at your no. double, go halfway <laughs> down to first baseline, and in prancing around like you just crushed it, yeah. and then that happened. Especially because I'm not sure he knows what a home run feels like. Yeah, he's only it's got nine. It's been a long time. He's got nine on the season. You hustle it out, and you should be at second base when you find out whether or not that's a home run. Wilson could have been between first and second, almost rounding second, if he humps that ball out, there's no possible way you should just be at first base figuring out it's not a home run. I mean, that's, I mean, I'm not saying you have to fly down the first baseline, but in his situation, that ball was up 
He's to, everybody should be almost to say that's the respect 90 thing that they've talked about. You always respect 90 feet. Get that first one out because you never know. If it bounces off the wall and does something stupid and you're standing at first base, you get thrown out at second on a ball that should have been a triple or a double, you're an idiot. So that was dumb, and I did. I, I saw it on the clip after. Uh, Joe did a perfect job of saying, I'm not dealing with that. Well, now Very things smart. have changed a little bit because uh, Cut4, which is a Twitter account that is run by MLB, uh, they actually showed a gif of the hit, and then they put disrespect to 90 on there. It's kind of making fun of the whole situation. Can't argue it. And you can't. No. Nope. But, you know, so Madden, Madden's a little mad about that, that that uh, video's out there and that MLB's actually putting it out, Disrespect 90 and hey, all that stuff. You put yourself out there with your catchphrases. Exactly. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. I'm not mad. You know, and, and Madden's got to realize that. It's like, listen, man, you, you if you're going to preach it yeah. and your players aren't doing it. You look like an idiot. Yeah. They're making you look bad. That's Disrespect Joe. And it's, uh, yeah, and you, you have a catchphrase, and whenever it's not what's happening— it's a world of memes, man. It's somebody's going to get you, and it's. Yeah. I think it's funny because it's accurate. If it was just you know somebody being a dick, and it's like no, he didn't, you know, and you can argue back. There's no arguing it. What he did was stupid, showy, and uh, you know, selfish. And that's well, a lot of Cubs fans are pissed off about this, uh, you know, this cut for gif or whatever. But uh, big deal. I I got no problem with hey, it. Hey, you know what? If You're, it lights a fire under the guys to go, I don't want to be embarrassed anymore. That works the right way. If it turns them into babies, they were like, "You can't say bad things about me." Then we find out who they are. Well, I don't think I don't think it will. Um, Madden's a little pissy about, but I think it's the perfect, isn't it? It's like the perfect timing for something like this yeah, to happen. I think so. It, it makes Madden have to be the dad, right? And it makes yeah. the players go, "Holy shit! Look yeah. what just happened to Wilson Contreras. He looks like a dumbass." Right? We look bad. Yeah, because bias yeah. bias can do that stuff too. Oh, Bias gets a little bat flippy yeah, sometimes yeah. So, off, off fly balls that he's not sure Exactly. About. Yeah. So maybe that lights fire under Bias, too, without him actually having yeah. to deal with it, go through it. He gets to see it. You know, you are look they, are they allowed to kangaroo court the guys anymore? Well, I, I, don't, I don't. What do you mean? Like the team? Well, yeah, they used to do it all the time. I mean, Don Baylor was famous for having, he was, he'd wear a judge's uniform oh, really? and he would charge guys for fuck ups. And they had at the end of the year they oh. had a big a bucket of money. Yeah, I don't know if they can find them. I don't or know if not. they can do it anymore. If the, not the teams, but the players can. Hmm. And if Anthony Rizzo went around at the end and Kangaroo courted a guy and said, "Hey, you want to pose for a double? That's a hundred bucks." Right. And at the end of the year, you give it to a charity. Or yeah, whatever. they could do yeah. something like that. But they used to baseball used to be famous for, it, but all the you know collective bargaining and the weirdness. I'm not sure you can do that anymore. Because uh-huh. it would be tough for a guy who's making Anthony Rizzo's money to wander over to David Bode and go, give me 100 bucks. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a, yeah, It's not easy. That's a tough ask. Yeah. Um, here's some of the quotes by Contreras on the whole situation afterwards. Uh, Thank God I was able to run hard and make it to second base because what I did was not good for baseball. It was bad. I embarrassed myself. So that's what you want to hear out of good. Wilson Contreras. Yeah. So yeah. we can move past it. Caratini's going to get a few more at-bats, I think, here at the end of the year. Um, either way, obviously in the playoffs, Contreras is going to be your guy. Yeah. But – it's great to light a fire under his Well, I think ass. Contreras in Spanish is contrary, so that's <laughs> nice that he did Yeah, it's perfect. That's yeah, nice. Uh, Pedro Strope is uh, on the DL. We watch this happen, running the bases. Fucking sitting there. You want to rave about Deshays calling it. I sat there and said out loud to the TV, I was in the room alone, I'm like, if this fucking guy's got to run out of, he doesn't run. There's yeah. no reason for him to run. It was the bases loaded, if, and he can't hit. It was his fourth that bad ever. If he grounds out. And has to hustle out a double or a, a hustle out so it doesn't get caught in a double play. All manner of shit can happen. This guy does not run the bases. And it, sure enough, I didn't expect a hamstring. I thought maybe he'd fall or something stupid, but God damn it if his hammy didn't get. 
Well, talk about timing. He hopes to be back by playoff time. But he was our de facto closer anyway. Yeah. Brandon Morrow sounds like he's going to give it a run. This week. Even though he's still feeling a little bit of soreness. Yeah, he had his test throw and it wasn't good, was it? Well, no, he's he's fine. He just he's still sore yeah. after he throws. Which the deep. weird thing is it was like a deep bruise. Yeah. Well, which, if it hits the bone, that can last weeks. Well, it's lasted more than weeks. Yeah, so that's so. a long time. Um, but he's going to give it a try, so I, I don't know what they're going to do. That's the biggest thing uh, that scares me here down the stretch is they're back into that bullpen. Yeah, question marks all over on yeah. two-to-one games. We're like, well, Chavez or De La Rosa or I don't know who. who matchups, it's matchup time. It's a coin flip. And I, you know what? I don't mind that so much so long as you win the matchups or the paperwork says it. The problem was they brought up Chavez uh, in a game, and they're like, he does pretty well here, but he's the only righty they've got. Yeah. And you're like, oh, all right. Well, it's a matchup situation just based on righty-righty. And I think he got popped. At, there's times when matchups are great, and then you're just crossing your fingers saying, this seems to be the gut call. I much rather prefer going, nope, here's our seven, eight, and nine. Yeah, and if here's our guy. These, the, I want a, a reliable closer. Strope isn't that. Uh, Carl Edwards is not growing into that like I want. And Brandon Morrow showed that he can just go out there and flat. I think he was 15 or 16. Thing- is that what he, when he got hurt? Yeah, 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 and he'll be Morrow should be back soon. The weird thing about Edwards is, uh, is he? It's mental. It's all mental with him because he gets down on himself. Well, in the eighth inning, he'll go out there and just rock it. But you put him in a closing situation, all of a sudden the guy's a midget. And he's got he's got great stuff. Yeah, gets that curveball going. I mean, he's got some really good stuff. Great fastball movement on his fastball. But I don't know what it is with him, man. They, it's closer mentality. I mean, Carlos, or was it? no, it was Marmel, who I'm thinking of. Yeah. Uh, same thing. I mean, you guy threw frisbees at people, and nobody could touch him. And then you you gave him the job. Once you start walking, everybody. And it was like cross your fingers, and then people realized, oh, if he, if his slider's not hitting, just wait for the fastball, or he'll walk you. And Carl does the same thing. If the curveballs aren't hitting the zone, just wait for his fastball, and then he'll he'll throw a meatball to you because he's mentally not there. So he's not developed into a closer mentality yet. He's got all the right stuff for it. There was uh, some talk. Now you, you might laugh at it. Their their coach, their mental coach. Yeah, he died in the off season. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I didn't know and that. So they don't have him this year. So I don't. Well, was the only they, one that knew the drill? Apparently, was the only Gandalf? guy. Yeah, there's shrinks everywhere. If you I need know, a shrink, but... a baseball shrink, get one in there. Yeah, just yeah. If, if it was, he died, so they didn't replace him. It's like, well, fuck it, you're on your own, guys. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I didn't hear. I, that's why I was at because I I heard discussion about it, but I didn't hear huh. if there was a replacement. I didn't even know that. I'll have to look a, into that. That their uh, crystal ball mental guru had passed. Maybe the replacement sucks. He's just not as good. What if it's Chili Davis? <laughs> hey y'all, y'all don't know this, but uh, I'm also a mental guru. <laughs> yeah, maybe he took that on as well. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah, we already talked about the Jim Deshays thing. Uh, predicting the homer so yeah. hopefully you could just keep predicting chris bryant homer yeah, just say it all the time the if you've the got year. the power maybe jim deshays is the mental <laughs> guy and he didn't even know it until last night that every time he says this guy's gonna hit a home run it happens keep trying it say it about everybody if you go to uh, nbc sports chicago there's a really cool article on uh, projecting the cubs playoff roster i figured we'd dive into it next week yeah. it's still a little early to get into That's that a tough but, one but check out that read it's it's talking about the back end of that roster. Obviously, you're going to want Terrence Gore on there for the speed. Have to. But runner. who do you drop for that? Well, I, you know, there there are some guys there. Uh, Dylan Maples was talked about maybe being on the roster or not. And then, you know, there, there's room for him. You're not really dropping anybody. You're going to have Listella. Listella, Bodie, Yeah. We'll get into it next week. That's a tough one I hadn't even thought of yet. There's going to be room for Gore, though. Don't worry. 
Oh, uh, he's got to stay. News and notes, uh, Christian Yelich is just ridiculous. Incredible. He hit for his second cycle of the year. It's called a bicycle. I didn't know that. Yeah, learned something new. Two cycles in the same season is a bicycle. Wow. Only happened five times ever. And uh, he was available this past offseason. Yeah, he was. Um, I was well, kind of clamoring for What him. do they call it? A free agent. No, he was not a free agent. He wasn't? He was on oh, the Marlins. Traded. That's right. They got the Marlins moved. Marlins That's right. wanted to trade right. everybody. I forgot about that. Well, it was like being a free agent because you're in Marlins. You're going somewhere else. That's right. Well, and you know the Cubs had all those guys. We had Schwarber and Happ and all these guys. You could have had a guy like Christian uh, Yelich. That was a great pickup. I remember the Brewers got him. It was like, uh, Yeah, they gave, a, they gave up Lewis Brinson, who's yeah. awful. Yeah. Um, they gave up a few more other minor league guys. We could have definitely got yeah. him. Oh, yeah. Yep. But we didn't. And uh, we stood pat with the idea that Hap, Almora, and Schwarber would be acceptable. Uh, now look at it. And that's not the case. But, <laughs> yeah, Yelich has been outstanding. And he's in a good lineup. That lineup's strong. Yeah. So that helps. So do you think with this second cycle, the bicycle, you think maybe MVP votes are going to start going his way? It depends on I, – I still think that if the, the Brewers have made a stretch to the point now where if Yelich does something big in the next two weeks, he's in. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make him MVP, but he is definitely in the argument. He's, I don't know, he's, man. He's hitting over 300. Yeah. He's got over 30 homers. He's never had that many home runs. He's, I think he's on the outskirts just because of where he plays. Really? Yeah. I think, man box? Yeah. I just, well, not that. I'm thinking just the, the, he's a the small market. Brewer. Yeah, and I don't think the nation knows. I think baseball fans know, and the heavy push would have to be, you know, by the press. Yeah, but the fans don't the vote The fans don't vote, but I'm just saying the, the press would have to do it. The press is not paying attention to Milwaukee until something happens. They're right there, and I think they're you know there's other viable guys, you know. Baez is the big name, uh, Nolan, and you know you got Nolan these Arenado, guys, yeah. you got all these guys that that are definitely flashy. Matt Carpenter, sure, and Carpenter's going nuts. But the flashier teams, the Brewers are not one of those. Uh, have to do it, and I think he's in the argument. But if he if he does something spectacular, he can walk away with. So it. you think the fact that uh, guys like Javier Baez on, is on the Cubs. Trumps the fact that that helps Yelich is on the Brewers. It helps him a lot. So you're being a Cubs elitist. Uh, it's, I'm being a press elitist. <laughs> I know the press will see it as, oh, okay. The AP uh, naming yeah. it. I mean, they're definitely paying more attention to the Cubs than they are Brewers on a day to day. Okay. And he's flashy. Baez is flashier. Yelich is a very drab player to watch. He's got a great bat. He's dopey looking. He's dopey looking. He just gets the <laughs> job done. He looks like the nameless gray faces of every white baseball player that's ever played. And then you got Tobias. He, he looks like Pete Davidson to me. <laughs> he does have a little butthole eye going on. But, but he's not sliding into second doing this miraculous Cirque du Soleil shit to be safe. And Bias gets highlights, and everybody knows that. And the press, True. you know, that feeds, that feeds the press. But he's in the argument because there's no arguing his numbers. He's been, especially second half of the season, guy's been insane. Oh, crushing. Trevor Story left yesterday's game with an elbow injury. The Colorado Rockies are pretty worried. He's getting tested today. Could Oof. be a big blow for a team fighting to make the playoffs. Huge. And uh, if we dive into this playoff picture a little bit, the AL playoff picture is cleared up. Yeah. It's pretty much set. I mean, it's we done. got our teams. Oakland has 90 wins. I know. The Oakland A's have more wins than the Chicago Cubs, and, and they are the final in the final position. Everyone in the National League. They're, they're the best record in the National League if the A's were there. Yeah. At, by two games. Unbelievable, isn't yeah. it? They're and they're going to be the second wild card team, <laughs> and probably get bounced playing the Yankees. Yeah, they're going to get they're going to get beat by the second best record in baseball, which is oh, unbelievable. You know you're going to root for the A's. Huge A's fan. Yeah, though. and they're a good team. They're like they're, they could do they're it. Solid up and down. I mean, there's nothing about them other than Chris Davis, who hits a home run every third at bat. Now I don't know what the hell's. I don't going know on. who the hell's going to start that game. Yeah, for them. well, I, it doesn't matter. They're they just got, uh, they, they run. Bob Melvin runs that 
that lineup beautifully. And he's, you know, starter gets four innings, guy gets three, and they close you out. And they get into that back end of the bullpen, and they're yeah, They have a good bullpen. Yeah. But they're, they're a fun team to watch because they just win. They're doing it again. It's last 15 years, the A's disappear for two years and then crush for three with people. You're like, you have to learn them in the playoffs. I kind of thought Billy Bean was losing it. You know, he made some weird trades. Remember yeah. when he got Lester that one year? And yeah. then, you know, then they got, got rid of Russell. And we're like, oh, we stole Addison Russell from him. No, we didn't. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we didn't. No, we didn't. Know. Hey, we won a World Series with Addison Russell. Hey, Addison's still solid, but Billy Bean, Billy Bean looked like he was going down a different road. He started to actually go after big names for a little bit. Yeah. You're like, what are you doing? People man? are questioning what he was doing and look at that lineup still got tell, me, tell me that lineup if, if you came down from space you've been gone since april i'm like a's lineup here you go how many wins do they have it's september and you're like, I don't know, 62 let's see matt olson yeah, matt, matt chapman yeah, yeah. 65 Chris davis maybe just because teams you know quit on them a lot it's like nope they have 90 wins they'd be the best team in the nl and they're fun to watch that american league playoff is going to be fireworks i know i'm it's getting pretty be, excited it's going to be fun i'm getting i'm ready for the and watch out for those indians Nobody's talking about them because they had a whole cakewalk division. That team is scary good. And they picked up at the end of the year. Josh Donaldson. Yeah, getting Josh Donaldson and going, he'll be better by the playoffs. That's frightening. That lineup is solid. Uh, the NL playoff picture is getting a little more clarity. The NL West is a battle. You got the Dodgers, 83 and 68. Uh, the Rockies are a half game back. Arizona's now fallen five back. Man. So I, we're kind of at this point where I, I, I don't know. The Dodgers should lock this up i mean they've they've regained the lead in the division but you never know you never know yeah weird things can happen when you got what like 12 games left in the season or something like that i mean strange things could happen one team goes on a tear and it's all over uh cubs are in the lead by two and a half games over the brewers five and a half over the cardinals so that's good that makes me feel much yeah, cardinals better. are going to be other than that one series we still have with them right we have one left i think I think we're done. Are we done with the Cardinals? Yeah, Maybe it's the sure Brewers. We have one more with the Brewers, don't we? I'll, have to, well, I'll double check. I that. don't know. Either way, I think the Cardinals can – you can safely take them out of the division unless the Cubs shit the bed. Even if they do, I think the Brewers will still have it over the Cardinals. So the Cardinals are kind of that – there's still hope, but I think they're pushed out of winning the division. They're a wild – their wild card is where they need to live. Uh, NL East, you got Atlanta uh, running away with it pretty much. Philadelphia six and a half back, so that seems like a foregone conclusion yeah. there. Um, in the wild card, it's still pretty tight. Milwaukee's got a good lead in the wild card three games up. Um, even if by some miracle the Brewers caught the Cubs, I mean, the Cubs would still be in a be right pretty in good spot right. at this point as far as the wild card goes. Uh, the Cardinals are 83 and 68, so they're three games behind the Brewers. And then Colorado is right behind the Cardinals, yep. half game behind them for the, the second wild card spot. And Arizona is still five games back, so they're kind of out of it. So it's kind of uh, a much clearer picture now. Which is good. You're right. Yeah, the Cubs do end the season against the Cardinals. Yeah. So that so, could be a three big three game series. It's at on, home. Yeah, depending on where the Cardinals sit with the wild card, that might be important. Or even it might be they, important yeah, to the Cardinals. To the Cardinals, know? but even to the Cubs at a certain point, if they've got, you know, they have to play those games against a team to try to keep them out. I mean, that would be, to me, you know, if the Cubs have lock it up on the first, you still want to beat the Cardinals out of the playoffs because you can start playoff games. I and mean, it's the essential thing is you're playing a team that's playing for their lives. I don't want to rest on that. I'd yeah. like to go in. I'd like to go into the, the playoffs having taken somebody out. Like that last series oh, would be a playoff. If we could series. just fuck them up that oh, last. Incredible. Series. It would be great if you can. And plus, with Colorado and uh, the Dodgers being half game or tied with the Cardinals for that last spot, you know, a couple a couple wins against the Cardinals kind of pushes them out of it. You've actually essentially won a playoff series. 
And it's the way it's lined up right now. Well, we'll talk about it here. Let's yeah. do fuck the Cardinals. Yes. And the Brewers, the Brewers aren't backing down. They're seven and three in their last ten. The Cardinals are five and five in their last ten. Uh, if the playoffs ended today, the Cubs <laughs> would play the winner of the Cardinals versus Brewers game in that first round of the playoffs. Yeah, the NL Central has the best record locked up. So we're playing the wild card, no matter what, if the Cubs win. Yeah. It. There's nobody, there's no, probably, or Milwaukee. You know, whoever wins that division is going to be the, the team that waits. But man, Cardinals, Brewers, wild card, if that happened today, that's a, that's a beatdown. And then you got to go up against the seconds. The Brewers pitching staff owns the Cubs. So if you had to choose, man, I'd take the Cardinals in a heartbeat. Would you really? I, in a heartbeat. I We've kind of got Brewers them staff. mentally a little yeah. bit at this point, don't the, we? And the Brewers, the last. Couple series, and we had them early in the year. Last couple series, Wade Miley, Chase Anderson. These guys are blanking. I don't understand. It. I don't either. <laughs> I uh, don't Chase get Anderson's it. numbers against the Cubs. Zach this year. Davies, Chase Anderson, and did you see fucking Wade Miley? Chase Anderson, one run, two runs, zero runs, one hit, and then one run. Or four starts against the Cubs right now. His ERA is one. It's unreal, and he's you know it's it's ridiculous how he just owns owns that lineup. They're, they're, owns it. Yeah, their hitters are scarier. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you. Yeah. I would rather face the Cardinals. I think we beat not. the Cardinals. Uh, you know, Hamels versus whatever they want to throw at us. It's going to be tight, and the bats have to go. But so I think, that means if so if the, the playoffs ended right now, Milwaukee's playing St. Louis. You're rooting for the Cardinals in that wild card game. Uh, rooting's <laughs> such a hard way to say. He's going to watch leaning. <laughs> Not caring, <laughs> but leaning. Like if I had, if I had the power to pick one, if my if my brain could force one in, it would be the Cardinals. Man. Doesn't mean I want them to go in. I'm happy if the Brewers embarrass them. Um, really, I'm, you want to see the Brewers score like ten runs before yeah, you're about to play? If it's the Cardinals and bounce them, but I would be happy if the Cardinals embarrass the Brewers. So I don't. That one doesn't bother me either way. I, but if I had my choice. I think I'd rather just on paper. I think that the, we match up with the Cardinals better in a, in a five game. Well, let's get Colorado in there, and we don't have to worry. Yeah, about if Col- uh, and yeah, and yeah. I would love to see that. Colorado that would be awesome. beats the Brewers in the yeah. wild card because yeah. you know Colorado's got some scary bats and some, but uh, their pitching staff can be. Tapped. They're beatable, especially Very. Trevor Story. Uh, oh, if he's, if he's out, forget it. Yeah, that's huge. But if they can somehow squeeze into the oh, please let the car- see that's this here's my perfect scenario at the end of the year. Cubs sweep the Cardinals. Colorado makes that second wild card. Perfect. Beats the Brewers in playoffs. We play Colorado. I'm down. Here's what I'd like to see. Colorado <laughs> passes the Dodgers. No way. The Do- they're only half game. Yeah, back. you're right. I the guess Dodgers could... slide into the wild card spot. What? Kershaw has to pitch that game, and then you go into. But then a, you'd you'd rather face the Dodgers than the Rockies. You go into the a Dodgers series without Kershaw in game one. Fuck no way, yep, dude. I like that better. Because it's at home. Give me the Rockies. You get two games with with the Cubs with Hamels and Lester against their two and three. You want to face the right. Dodgers? I would rather that do that. Too? I would rather do that. Yeah. Machado and all. Yep. Come on. Well, I mean, they're starting to come together, but they're still a team that's struggling to put together an 85-86 win season. Yeah. So I'm all right. I'm not I'm not sold that the Dodgers are great or better than the Cubs. I don't, and I would love to get them back. I would love to to just. Step, you know, four years in a row. Now we'd step on the Dodgers, the last three, I guess. Uh, we got them once; they killed us last year, and to get them again would—it's the rubber match. It's, a, it's safe to say to me, the Brewers are the scariest, scariest team in team the National bunch. League by far. Yep. You know, Atlanta's a little. Now Atlanta's fading here towards yeah. the end a little bit. Out of everybody in the National League, I think all the teams that are playoff bound look at the Brewers as the team that's probably the, the yeah. toughest out. The Cubs are not the scariest team going into the playoffs right now. 
I can't hit. What do you, you talk about? And you got five runs yesterday. That's five runs. I know, but that's one game. And in, in, in the last three weeks, it has been They're scratching fine. runs. They'll be all right. Uh, the Cubs' upcoming schedule uh, at the D-backs for two more games. We're going to go Wednesday night, so yep. that should be a yep, lot of yep. fun. And uh, finally, day off on Thursday for the Cubbies. And then, basically, they're at home again at the White Sox for yeah. three this weekend. So, that's good. So, they get a day off. They can go back and stay in Chicago. That pile of shit team that's got U-Hauls packed, and they're ready to be done. Oh, Just yeah. crush the White Sox. Right. Take all, And that is a gift. Better win two of three at a least. gift weekend series to end the season with the White Sox. Oh, my God, is that gold. Yeah, take three of those. That's three. That's free heroin right there. That's yours. <laughs> All right. Well, that, that should just about do us. You can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. We're going to be back next Monday, hopefully on Monday. I don't know. We'll see how we'll we feel. See. Maybe I'm, Tuesday. I'm, I got Vegas this weekend, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah. you got Vegas. Yeah, yeah. I, I, might get the, I might get that flu, too. We'll be a, we're a Monday or Tuesday podcast. One yeah. of those. We'll be a Fuck off. What, are you writing a book about us? <laughs> we're here when we're here. That's right. All right. Well, thanks for joining us on the Tuffy Roads podcast. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.